0: Hello, this is Brendan Asaybo, Associate at Large of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. Because of the intensity of a few scenes in today's episode, we don't recommend it for children
1: under eight years old. And as always, we hope that parents and kids are listening
0: together as a family. I hope you enjoy today's program.
1: And now the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the WadFam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo, And we are joined this week by a very special guest.
2: Hi, I'm Michaela Muller.
0: Hi! Hi! Look at that! <laughs> We're not excited about this at all. We have a guest!
2: <laughs> and name, it's a friend!
0: I know!
1: Who knew? The name was in the title. And oh, we goodness. have friends!
2: Wow. <laughs> Guys, they're friends with more than one girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Girl number two on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're we're here (laughs) to talk about the next episode in the Rydell saga, which is episode 877, A Sacrificial Escape. We've already talked about it. Yeah,
0: we did it before. (laughs) If you want to actually hear what this episode is like, listen to that one. Yeah, episode
1: 51. We talked about this episode for real. This episode, we'll touch on stuff, but we're also (laughs) just here to hang out and goof (laughs) off and talk about the fact that we've made a hundred of these
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be fun i'm really excited about this the more that i was thinking about it this is kind of well-deserved we've earned this (laughs) all the times that we've made things happen i don't want to talk about this anymore yeah yeah stop tooting our own horn andrew so michaela
2: what's your history with odyssey well, I know I did listen to it with my family, but I really don't remember that at all. Uh, I do remember we had an Odyssey study Bible, which we wow. had devotions every morning. And that's probably some of my strongest me- like memories with that. Wow. Yeah. It was a time. That's... It was really interesting. Yeah. Very concerning to me. morning <laughs> <laughs> devotions were Odyssey-based. Do
1: you still have an Odyssey study Bible? I don't
2: know. I'd have to ask my parents. Like, Is I it a study it Bible or is it a devotional? It's like, okay, it's a devotional. We also had another one that was kind of like a study Bible, I think. I don't think we have that one anymore. We might still have the devotional. Because we went through it a couple times. Okay.
0: I just need to know if Odyssey was like, we're going to tell you the Bible through our characters.
2: That would be great. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, I remember learning that like, geez, is a bad word. Um, in from, the Bible? No. From, in, the in, from, the from the devotionals. From the devotionals.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: I had I had a, we, we had a devotional book that we went through uh, at one point that we probably picked up at like Berean or something. And <laughs> oh, yeah. it, uh. There was a p- portion of it that talked about how um, how this guy it, he's he's going to he's going to the bar with friends, but mm-hmm. he's always ordering a soda, mm-hmm. and then he realizes that no, he shouldn't even be going to the bar at all, and that's the moral of that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, that's tough. <laughs> that's um, wow. Okay. It's really something. I'm, my parents tried so hard, and God bless them, to make me a good, like, Puritan boy. And I love them, and they've grown to know that that's never who I will be.
1: (laughs) And the listeners of the podcast have also grown to know that. (laughs) Well,
0: I don't think that for them there was ever much doubt. (laughs) I think the ship had sailed on me. Oh, man. But no, I was thinking, like, for me, devotionals growing up. I read about, like, really strong, powerful, conservative women. Mm. <laughs> like, my mom tried so hard. Like, I read a lot about, like, Harriet Tubman oh, yeah. and, like, pilgrims and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and very cool and glad that I learned about it. But also, nope. Didn't work? No. Um,
1: and then any, what was your interaction with, like, Odyssey outside of a uh, devotional book?
2: I remember listening to it on my little radio in my room. I had one of the radios so as like a little dog, <laughs> uh, and I'd listen to that like while I was cleaning my room. Either that or kids' cookie break. Um, oh, yeah, classic kids' big, cookie break. big focus on the family household. We got yeah. the magazine, so I remember a lot of like reading the Odyssey stories in the magazine.
0: Oh, Clubhouse
1: magazine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we we had Clubhouse for a bit. Yeah, we I we don't... didn't. We never had Clubhouse, but like. No, yeah, very much growing up kids cookie break, uh-huh. WG JTL like culture, like that's what was playing, especially with my mom in the car because like my dad would actually like seek to put out like decent music when we were in the car <laughs> and my mom would play the radio, but like she got into an accident when she was younger because she was changing the radio. so she would just put it on one station, like kid's cookie break and not
2: all right. Yep. Just
0: Not change it. I was stuck. It was I agony. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Marie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the other thing yeah. that's that's fun, fun context for the listeners, is uh you actually listen to the podcast. Yeah. You yeah. want to talk about that a little bit? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Do
0: you want to listen to it less now? <laughs>
2: No, I still enjoy it. Uh, I started listening because Dylan is my friend and I support his endeavors and doing stuff. So <laughs> he'd send me the Odyssey episodes and I'd listen to those and then I could listen to the podcast and it was fun and weird and it was hard to explain to people in my classes at school what i was laughing yeah and i usually just didn't because i'm listening to my friends podcast is not how you make friends yeah Yeah. especially
0: when it's this one yeah (laughs) unless it's perfect for them that's the only scenario
2: i i did convince one friend to listen uh And they do continually. So you're welcome.
0: There you go. (laughs) Maybe there's some name dropping happening. (laughs) You know who you are.
2: (laughs) Oh,
1: man. We, (laughs) I think I I have, I have a similar problem, not about like, like the classic, like when people ask you like, what do you do hobby wise? And I'm like, well, the thing that probably takes the most amount of time is this podcast I do, but I am not talking about that. Yeah, no, Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, my, my coworkers learned that I like to garden and knit, which right. I do way less. Yes. Way before really, they learn about this. I
1: really oversell how much I like to bike. Yeah. Because like I love biking, but it's not like my number one
0: hobby. No, you when was the last time you biked, Dylan? Uh
1: I mean I was I was out a bunch in September now
0: that it's dark and cold, less so. Yeah. We have entered the dark and cold months. Yeah. Rest in peace, serotonin we'll be missed there it goes (laughs) pour one out serotonin (laughs) (sighs) melatonin's
1: time to shine so so right in prepping for this 100th episode we uh or well in knowing that the 100th episode was coming a lot of discussion on what we were going to do and I came up with this stupid scheme to do a sacrificial escape again as al- as episode 100. Which is the only reason I convinced Andrew to do the Rydell saga is because I had this master plan where I was like, look, it'll line up so that we're doing a sacrificial escape again on the 100th episode. We can just kind of goof off and Michaela, I'm going to ask her to be a guest and she'll probably say yes. And Andrew's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> right, idea. M- misrepresenting?
0: That was a bit, no, no, that's exactly how that conversation went down. And I was so surprised you were like, you had... I knew that you were going to have a good idea. I did not know that the idea was going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, listeners, let us know if it is that good.
0: <laughs> well, it just works out well in a way that I could not have ever predicted would happen with how casual I am about this show. <laughs> I Yeah, shout out to Dylan for all the work he puts into the show. Michaela knows. Oh, yeah,
2: it's... Wow. Yeah. Andrew makes it tough on him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait sorry. What is this becoming?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, uh, yeah. This is your first time getting to hear an unedited episode.
2: I know. Oh. Normally, I just get a screenshot of the names of everything taken out. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. How did they get anything done? <laughs> sorry. Those are my color oh.
0: commentary? <laughs> oh.
1: So so to, to and Andrew doesn't know that I did this, but so to to prep for this episode and and do do my retrospective and stuff, I listened to our first episode again. Oh yesterday. my gosh! Oh no. <laughs> why?
0: I mean, you said why?
1: I did it for the people, Andrew. <laughs>
0: How was it?
1: So this is my first time ever listening to an episode after i edited it yeah
0: like it was the first well aside
1: from like doing the like promo which i do the day after and i skip around for it you know what the audio quality is noticeably worse yes for a really good reason but it's not terrible yeah i kind of i was like this oh, well, at first I was listening to it just off my phone, and was like, "Oh, this actually sounds like kind of okay." And then I started listening to it in my uh, in my car, and was like, "Oh no, it sounds bad, but it's fine." We actually—I don't know. I'm actually—I had a much worse memory of that first episode. Yeah, me too. Because when we made that first episode, we finished the episode, and. I... On, like, the way, like, walking Andrew out after recording, I was like,
0: we can never record an episode like that again. Yeah. <laughs> that is what he said to me. To I which like, I said, wow, you have never made a podcast before, and you just said that. Yeah, I was like, nope, that is,
1: that is the only time we are doing it like that. And, like, slowly over time, we have kind
0: of drifted back towards that format um yeah we do because well the thing is we cover i noticed that when we covered um very plot dense episodes we have very structured bullet points as far as going through it uh but not as descriptive with scene changes and i think it does vary from episode to episode um and i can only say that in the very passing because like most of the time i don't listen to them like maybe i'll listen to like the first five minutes every now and then just to hear how something turned out but like i think the only ones i listened back to were um like ones where there was a lot more audience interaction or there was something special with it like i've listened to ones with guests before uh again just because i think those are fun (laughs) and like it's just like remembering a really fun conversation i had with a friend which is really cool Um, Like, I listen to my appearances on other people's podcasts. It's just, like, when I edit it, I'm not usually like, yeah, I want to go back into this. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, because you have to listen through it all again. I don't know what it's going to sound like when it's put together. (laughs) Right. I am still surprised about stuff in the show whenever I listen to it because I rarely ever listen to it front to back. And I'm like, wow. I completely forgot that they do the thing at the beginning that they do at the end, and there's, like, credits?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right,
1: yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, which, speaking of which... Now that you've yeah. been on the show and your name is in the title, the wiki can get fixed. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So yeah, we didn't even bring that up, but like yeah. people,
3: uh,
1: Michaela was our uh, was our Chris during the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yes, because uh, Nathan went to college and didn't take his mic with him at first, and so we needed a uh, we needed a new a new voice, and we. Had a couple different people do it. I did it one, once or twice. My brother did it. I had other another friend do it. Anyways, then uh, then Michaela did all of all of Twilight Zone yeah. and has been miscredited on the wiki ever since <laughs> <It's> <laughs> as muck Michaela
0: Muller I believe.
2: I think so. A lot of a lot of different letters. Spe- spell I love seeing how people. That was a
0: very long happening. walk for a typo. I did not know what was happening. <laughs> I was like. I'm tracking i'm tracking
2: it's a double typo oh that's right. that's For, first
1: tough. first and last name i'm i'm staring at it right now it was Michaela you know, Mueller. oof so they did uh, their best yeah yeah they clearly exactly. tried it's it's, it's, exactly. it's a tough name i appreciate yeah, yeah. Michaela has too many different spellings and uh molar isn't spelled the way it
0: sounds yeah no you know, that that's... is i i don't even think i can spell your last name and your younger brother is one of my best friends yeah <laughs> <it is. laughs> that speaks more to
1: andrew than to the spelling of her name no yeah, yeah i just don't care about spelling
2: it's the slightly <laughs> less german spelling
1: oh uh, but yeah we uh I, I and i realize i could have at any point reached out to the people who run the wiki and corrected it but you know what those of you who write for the wiki, I know you listen. Now you know.
2: <laughs> it's more fun this way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. we <laughs> are like
0: friends. No, don't think, take it condescendingly at all. It's like friends talking to friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um,
1: anyways, so I liked the first episode, kind of. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot imagine listening to other episodes. <laughs> Especially ones that are, like, the more controversial episodes or, like, the, like, because there was a while there, I think we overcorrected after that first one to where we were like, we're doing no structure. We're yeah. just gonna, like, do broad strokes. And I I don't love the way that went. I think, I think that doing the broad strokes may be the lead to our reputation of us being more down on the
0: show. Because I listened
1: to that first one, and I'm like, we were pretty even-handed, but people gave us so much crap early on for, like, not liking Odyssey.
0: Yeah. No, because that whole episode was just us talking about how much we liked Odyssey, and that was why we were making the show. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, Odyssey sucks! (laughs) (laughs) But it's good! But it's got so many problems! (sighs) Yeah. But no, it's just, I don't know. And, And I think that, really, in all honesty, I've kind of... Gotten over a lot of those things about it, and just kind of come to accept that it is what it is, and like kind of exist it for its positives and negatives. Hmm. Exist it? That's not the word. I accept it. Accept it. That's what I was looking for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just kind of exist. Were you talking about Odyssey or our show? Odyssey. Okay. Because our show also just you know I've come to
0: accept the positives and negatives. (laughs) No, yeah, I mean, honestly... Andrew thinks it's all positives. Yeah, it's because there's no negatives for me. I just get to hang out with Dylan, and now all I have to do is listen to Odyssey <laughs> once a week and write enough about it to be able to have a conversation. It, yeah, and that's why I feel like I've always been very uh, active in, like, trying to be thankful for it, because, like, mm-hmm. Dylan puts a lot of work in for this that I don't, and so... My experience with it is so positive.
1: My experience <laughs> with it is also very positive. The amount of effort I put in lessens every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no, I I didn't mean it like that. But, like, I think over time, like, when I started out, I was, like, doing a decent amount of prep work and a ton of editing. Now I do, like, minimal editing and way more prep work than I really should. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I am continually surprised by that. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, like, weird prep work I did for this episode, because I was like, "Yeah, we're talking about ourselves, um, our show has been listened to in every state, except for Rhode Island and Vermont. So... Road trip.
0: (laughs) We go there. (laughs) You go, you take Rhode Island, I'll take Vermont. (laughs) Nice. So if you know anybody in those states... (laughs) Would it count if you were listening on data in the state?
1: I don't know. Probably, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. Well, only one way to find out. Do both. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely counts if you listen to Wi-Fi. Uh, So in addition to uh, 48 of
0: the 50 states, we've been listened to in 25
1: different countries, which is stupid.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's real. Like, how does that exist? How do people that far away care (laughs) I don't know. They might be bots.
1: It might be people traveling.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fun, though. That's very fun to think of.
1: We do have, like... We have a surprisingly high... Like, I think, like, 1% of our total listens come from Thailand. So, if you're one of our Thai listeners, uh, tweet at us. Or send an email or something. So, uh... You want to talk about the actual episode now? Yeah, yeah. We don't have a lot to say. Like I said, go listen to our last one if you really care. We've got a little bit more to talk about. Oh, actually, before we jump into that, Michaela, Rydell Saga, because yeah. you're you're doing this the same way we are.
2: I am. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, how are just, you doing? Just lay it all out there for us because we don't know what to make of a lot of it.
0: Yeah.
2: It's definitely been interesting. I really liked the first two episodes. Uh, I feel like that was a very strong start. Um, the voice of Maury being as he is brick from the middle, I love because I have seen all of that show. It's one of the shows I watched in its entirety with my family. Um, so it's nice to hear his voice again. He was like my favorite on that. So I've got a bit of bias because I just enjoy that part. But yeah, it's been interesting. Um, I guess this last episode that like the one we're doing currently is absolutely insane still, even with context. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah no i agree it's 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 quite bonkers yeah i think you guys have pointed out plot things that bothered me too where it's like hmm this is weird i hope one of the two boys talk about it and you know what you guys always do hey
0: uh we try mostly him (laughs) (laughs) i mean just statistically him
2: I could just hear you on the episode say things as you think of them. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Well, the problem is that you know me in real life. Yes, that is a problem.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and the fact that you know me through your younger brother, who gets a very special side of me that very mm. few other people do. Yeah. And I'm very <laughs> sorry for that.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So do you do you have any do you have any theories?
2: Ooh Hmm I think Mori goes to Juvie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope so.
2: Gosh, that kid has issues.
0: The guy is you <laughs> say? that kid has issues like yeah. this guy yeah. is I mean you know, I I hope it works. I hope he lives a long and happy life, but I just hope that he's not this I, for the rest of yeah. it.
2: I just want to know more about his motives. Like, why? Why? I think the crush motive, very solid, probable. It's just...
1: This episode hurts
0: that a bit.
2: It does. It does. But you know what? Middle school drama, you know. No, unless
0: he knew, this is my thing. I think that he has all the information somehow because he's, like, a master internet hacker. What do you mean he has all the information? All All of what? Just (laughs) Like, I think he has access to people's stuff through school. Like, I think he has access to conversations. Like, I think he can hack really well. Like, I think that if he sets his mind to it, he can figure out how to get enough information about Matthew and Emily and Witt to make this happen. Or at least work around something that's already happening to make something else happen that might be showing my hand a little bit yeah which is kind of what we're doing i was gonna say (laughs) so so
1: i'm gonna race through some context of this one because i think that there is some interesting stuff that we may have hit on last time but that is worth reiterating here um one it's an episode written by bob Hoos, directed by nathan hubler um it Aired on the AIO Club July thirtieth of twenty nineteen, which is a essentially a year after the Good and People, which mm-hmm. was the one we covered last week. Um, that also, I mean, the Good and People does not have Emily and Matthew in it at all. It has been like two years or a year and a half or something since we have like had
0: Emily and Matthew in a Mori episode. Wow! So yeah. that's why it sounds so different, right? that is very important thank you i'm glad that you brought that up because i as i was listening to the episode preparing for this i thought that that would be very important information to have if like what the time period was like because if it's the same actor wow yeah yeah he sounds like a different human (laughs) is he a different human no this this, is this
1: is the same this is the same matthew actor as the last ones we've as like all the rydell ones yeah So he's just... Different than the one in Green Ring. Yeah. So
0: they're just growing up with Matthew, essentially. Yeah, I guess they're letting him grow a bit here. Well... I'm just hoping they pull an Adventure Time, where Adventure Time let... Stuck with the same actor, even though he had the miserable voice cracks, and let it... You could track.
2: It was so endearing.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um... (laughs) So th- this episode then aired on the radio October 26th of 2019. It was covered by the Wad Fam Chalkpot on October 29th of 2019.
0: I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> what, putting us in the context of the show? Yeah. I, don't know, I, think, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and then cast-wise, we have Robin Reed playing Anya Popov, um, who... Uh, is a character called Xenon on Talking Tom and Friends, ah. which is a show, apparently, that uh, stars Colin Hanks. It's weird. I don't know what this hmm. show is. The, the animation looks crappy, but it stars Colin Hanks, and there's like 150 episodes or something insane. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, well, clearly, somebody liked it. Right. I mean, it's, it's a kid's <laughs> show, I assume. Yeah. Talking Tom was like that app Where you could, like,
0: type text in it, and the cat would would, talk to you? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that got turned into a show? I, maybe it's a different show using the same name, and the name wasn't trademarked? No, I mean, it's it's the same, it's the cat. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't, I don't know
1: how this happened. And then, um, and I guess this counts as a spoiler, although, like, I think we're all there. Uh, do you guys want to know who the voice of the Mysterious Voice was? <laughs> oh, who,
2: who could it possibly be? Who, who
0: was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what i was supposed to do with
1: that, Andrew. Tell me! <laughs> oh, no. Do you not
0: know? What, the Mysterious Voice, the actor? Yeah. I'm presuming it's the character Mori. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> It's Atticus Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. I just Maury. don't
0: know. I don't know Atticus Schaefer. No, no, that, that that That's fine. Actually, uh, but I do remember that that's how I know the name Atticus. Cool. I like that name a lot. That's how you know it and not from freaking To Kill a Mockingbird? Oh, yeah. And which they... Wow. Yeah. That's the famous Atticus. Yeah, but I don't think about To Kill a Mockingbird. Well, you should. I don't think about To Kill a Mockingbird as much as I think about this, because I make a podcast every week about Adventures and Odyssey, Dylan.
1: Yeah, that's probably a reflection on us and the bad choices we've made. (laughs) We spend more time thinking about a Focus on the Family audio drama for kids than Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It... (laughs) I don't know if now's the time for my existential crisis. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, so there's there's that. Oh, sorry, I, I forgot to say my other Robin Reed anecdote, which is that in she was in one episode of Word Girl. Hey, which as I know who? is a show. That, uh, Ms. Libri. I don't know. Just a one-off. Is that Word a play on library?
0: My I guess. I, 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 I,
1: I who knows. But but I know we've talked about Word Girl before
0: on this podcast. Does she have more than one appearance? No, I think just one. Oh, okay. So she's probably like a villain or something. Yeah.
1: And then the very exciting thing that we get to do is uh, I get to play the promo for this episode. Because uh, we didn't have a promo last yeah. time we recorded. Yeah. So I am very excited to see what this promo is. <laughs> it's probably going to be the same disappointing thing we've gotten throughout this whole saga. But also, this episode is so insane that like, if the promo manages to undersell it, I'll be amazed. That's fair.
0: Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, a local business sets up a thrilling escape room in the basement at Wits End. It's
1: bigger than I expected.
0: But things take a dangerous turn. Whoa! What just happened? The door slammed shut. But why?
2: Nothing is an accident.
0: We're all going to play a little game
3: of
1: Search for Your Life.
2: Hold on tight for the next Adventure in Odyssey.
1: I swear he sounds more like Mori in the promo than the episode.
0: Yes. yeah, Way more like Maury. <laughs> is there supposed to be any suspense of belief whether this is Maury or not for anybody at I any know. point in time? I get it. It's been two years. But like...
1: I mean, he was in the last... He was if in you've an episode listened a year to, ago.
0: Yeah, if you listen to both episodes where... The, like the Mystery of the Writer's Ruse, Right. Right. Or, and Especially
1: this one. Mystery of the Writer's
0: Ruse, And then right? this one, like, you're like, okay, so how do they not know? I mean, his right.
2: sister would, like, I feel like she would probably pick up on that. It does well, sound like him.
0: No, I... I mean, I
1: think she knows. I think oh, she yeah. in on it. That, 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 that's, that's the thing that it was fun listening through it this time, <laughs> because the last time on air, you heard me figure out that Suzu's in on it. Yes. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite things in doing this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> gave piecing him- piecing together the mystery in real time. That gave him the first like bump of what got him <laughs> into doing the saga. Like He was like, I love solving True. mysteries. We're going to do that more. And I'm like, cool. I like listening to mysteries. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, So, so right. So pretty sure Suzu's involved. Although I will say listening to it in like with the other context of the saga puts you off of Suzu's trail a little bit more than when we just listened to it on our own and had no idea who she was. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Which is weird because you think it would be more obvious in the fact that we know she's Mori's sister. But, like, their relationship makes no sense, and so that really fuels It's because
0: there's so little information about it. All we know is what Mori has done. We don't know anything about why it's happening or, like, what he's doing to make it happen. Like, we just know that these things keep happening, and we can pretty much always trace them back to him. Yeah, and we have, like, a hint of his motivation at this point. There's love and there's testing testing Emily.
1: Right. Well it's the it's the like the practice what you preach thing, mm-hmm. which comes into
0: play again in this one. Yeah, but like can we learn a little bit about the relationship with him and his sister, at least for plot purposes? We just
1: know that it's weird. That's all yeah. we know. Yeah. is that like Do we she's... ever find out more? I don't know. We'll have to find out as we cover Keep more episodes, the listening. Which um <laughs> Yeah, we, we got to figure out how we're, how we're tackling that because I, I, I had someone reach out and be like, hey, after you get to a sacrificial escape, do not spend any more time on the wiki because stuff is like, just even looking at the context for an episode, I figured out how the series ends. Oh. And I was like, all right, I'll be keeping away. So we got to figure out how we're, how we're doing that. I might get someone else to write stuff down for me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out but
3: apparently, I mean, what, apparently
1: what the wiki mean, is, is a bunch mean. of limes, Right, like, I want I want the promo. I want the air dates. I want the writer and director. Okay. I kind of want cast, but if cast is a spoiler, I'm okay with not having cast.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, I think we drop cast for those. I mean, it's what, three episodes? Uh, we have four more. Four more. Four more after this. One more, and then the three-parter. Yeah. Audience. It's probably unless it's really special. Well, I guess no. How I, we haven't. Yeah, I, way I think. I think. Yeah.
1: I think we're just not going to be talking about cast for the rest of the saga until the end, and then we can go back through and and hit on. Oh, anything, that'll be fun. That we missed yes. when we do our when like we a do Christmas our present,
0: <laughs> but, all the weird people that was in the show. Yeah.
1: So the episode itself. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, this this is a weird. This is a weird one to do. But mm-hmm. what stuck out to you this time, both of you? Because this is the fun thing with having you on. Yeah. is you had the same experience listening to these as Andrew and I did. Uh, because you're not someone who's kept up with Odyssey outside of this show, yes. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're not. You're not listening to an episode unless it's one we're covering, which is also the way I'm doing things. Andrew will listen to episodes out of love. (laughs) It's not that I don't love the show. It's just that it has become a little worky. Well, yeah,
0: because you do a lot more
1: work. (laughs) Yeah. And I also have, yeah, other stuff I'd rather
0: listen to most of the time. That's fair. That's fair. And yeah. I yeah. I listened on to see in interesting context, and ever since school has started, I have listened to like hardly any except for for the show, for sure, for the show. Enunciating is show, <laughs> enunciating here, 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 is apparently here, 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 very here. hard for me today.
1: Yeah. Anyways, what? what? How, how did I start that question?
2: What stood out? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: for you, for both of you, what's 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 going on here?
2: Yeah, I'd say again. Like, I mentioned, like, Zeus got to know that's her brother. So I think you're right on the sabotage thing. But, like, why is she involved? If she doesn't want to be involved, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, just the stuff in the escape room was, like, it felt even weirder this time of yeah. what, like, how, those usually have themes. If it's a steampunk lab, what did any of that, I guess, like, electromagnet steampunk, but I don't know. And at the end, it's like, why didn't Witt call the police? What is going on here? <laughs> they call didn't the have police. cell service. Yeah. But at the end, when he was out, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna like do it on my own." It's like, dude,
1: two kids <laughs> yeah, like he he says he got he he does say like I just was got off the phone with okay. Detective Polehouse. Okay, like he does at least reference the cops involvement
2: they should come over because someone has admitted to breaking into wit's end they're like oh yeah because over the thing he's like i took all the tools out of the basement right. so someone broke in and you're that's just... why it's
0: very clearly maury yeah and the only way that he could do that without wit knowing presuming wit still has all these security cameras is if he can shut down stuff Right, which, like, if he's an electronic mastermind. Which he can. Which means he can probably seize information. Yeah. Because, because he's well, talked about it.
1: Right. And his whole thing is like, I don't know, he's like the cell phone nerd. Yeah. Thank you. You've explained my theory. And and now, right, and in, in this episode, he's like speaking through walls and sending links and <laughs> shutting off
0: power, which yeah. we'll get into. What if he's just hiding somewhere in wit's end? I'm pretty... I so. Hope so. I he really just lives he... in the basement <laughs> He's
3: in the he
1: lives in the secret room <gasps> oh it all comes to he sits in the chair that the skeleton once sat in
0: <laughs> behind and the wardrobe hours <laughs> <laughs> to seize information from the internet <laughs> i will
1: say this episode knows that it's like spooky and like a halloween
0: episode yeah
1: <laughs> because it does like slightly spooky intro
0: music yeah yeah, and it, didn't it come out in the summer?
1: No, well, it came out on the AIO Club in the summer. It oh. came out on October 29th, or like twenty sixth. There's basically came out Halloween week oh. on the radio. Oh, okay. So I don't know how much of that stuff's planned out. I don't know if they if they go to Wad Fam lengths <laughs> to
0: plan those matters
1: yeah. out. Yeah,
2: but like, do they do they even recognize Halloween? Isn't that forbidden?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's focus fair. on the family's view of. Um, <laughs> We should, Halloween. We should cover that episode someday. <laughs> is interesting. I mean, you know, I understand that that can be very threatening to you if you're not comfortable with it and if you're not uh, educated on it. And so, and, and yeah, witchcraft is serious, but I don't know. I think if you look at Halloween nowadays, it's a lot more about just binge eating candy or if you're an adult consuming too much of one or another substance like yeah i just i don't know i would say that it's bad for reasons that aren't the dressing up and the black cat side of it (laughs) Uh,
1: yep um interesting all right what else um (sighs) So so right. So we get. I guess the thing that I didn't pick up before is that. Popoff, like the way yeah. Witt says her name, is completely insane. Yeah, but that's besides the point. So, she's, well, presumably she's an actor hired by Mori, which mm-hmm. is to be Popoff. Because Witt's like, ah, I never actually met Popoff. So this this you know this might not
0: even have been her. I don't know that. I mean, maybe. Maury hired it. But I think he might I think the escape route thing might be legit and that he hijacked it.
1: Right. Right right. This is the escape theory. room is legit. Like mm-hmm. so I think he hired her to impersonate Popov um, and then sabotaged the escape room. I think there's a real Popov, but that wasn't her. Okay. Because with references like the, I, I'd never met her before today. But what
0: did he do with the original pop-off?
1: I don't know. Maybe, like, she might have just not been scheduled could to just show up. The ad- yeah, he could right. have changed the address. Or, or I mean, maybe maybe he killed her. I don't know. <laughs> no. He's capable of whatever. Um, <sighs> This episode. Um, so right. So this is a small version of an escape room that is being set up in wit's end so they can test out the big one. I don't, I don't think anybody under who made this episode
0: understands how escape rooms work. Well, as somebody who's never done an escape room, I don't either. And this sounds like what I always thought it was like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's not usually its own module. It's built into a building. Yeah. It's not just portable. Yeah, I mean no. Portable escape rooms sound really cool and right. probably a thing, but also she,
1: she can ahead. make it and disable and her team can assemble and disassemble it within like a couple hours.
2: Pretty impressive.
1: I mean, it is really <laughs> impressive.
0: But... Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many a couple of hours. If that's like a day's labor, I feel like it's not that unrealistic if you have everything set up the day before to like, like if everything's there and in place to be assembled. To assemble something like that in like six hours maybe oh we'll go. we'll go gentlemen's eight to ten yeah eight to t- 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 ten i need a glass of water All right, <laughs> leave me alone
1: <laughs> i will not so i'm convinced right off the bat listening to it this time i'm like i'm really tracking with how suzu's in on it mm-hmm. she does this whole thing where, like she's the one who brings matthew and emily to the place for the escape room she then stays outside of the escape room and Popoff says, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. You really shouldn't go in there until like cuz Suzu's whole thing is like I'm going to stay out here so that I don't cuz I would rather go in once it's officially opened." And Popoff is like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's the right call." Wow, she sends other children yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's real bad. It's mm. like
1: Suzu knows what's up. Yeah. And, like, it comes up later when she says, like, he, he, um, where she goes on the whole thing about, like, he took the oxygen, like, he was sucking oxygen out of there. Where, like, it's like, oh, this clearly, like, she knew some of the plan, but not all of the plan. Yeah. Like, she knew to stay out of it, yeah. but also, like, was horrified by the degree which Mori went to, which has kind of been the theme throughout. Yeah. Especially with the last episode. Yeah. Um. True. Uh.
0: Yeah. It's, it was a lot. I mean, this episode, I, the thing that this episode made me think about with New Odyssey is, like, Wit feels a lot less like a person. Nowadays, and more like just an idea or like an authority concept. <laughs> like, like a figure implies too much personhood for wit. But he's, I like him, and like, I love his voice, and like, I think Andre Stoika's voice is awesome, and I'm not mad that he's wit. Um, and it's cool that they stuck with the tradition of doing it. Like, I think he gets a bad rap just because he sounds different, but yeah, like, it. I don't know. It was, it was a tough episode for me to listen to again after enjoying it so much the first time and be like, wow, so knowing what I know now, this is just all like, it's it's kind of more frustrating.
1: I, no, I agree. Like, I didn't, I'm on record as not particularly liking it the first time through. And this time I was like, oh, this episode is more ridiculous now that I like know the greater context. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's not – because we know it's also just, like uh, – granted, we don't know how things are going to end. But, like, the way we're wa- looking at it now, we've got, like, one kid who is responsible for all of this, and he doesn't have, like, a plan. Like, he doesn't have a motivation. Yeah, there is no trackable – We don't get
0: thing. it. Yeah. Like,
2: <sighs> it's also a crazy change from, like, oh, I'm going to test this person's ability to come through on money, or I'm going to open up some lockers to – I am going to tell two children one of them's going to die and threaten their lives and have other people watch. Yep, That's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: this guy is... This is the episode where he goes from being a very mentally unstable child with good intentions to a absolute madman? Yeah, I don't know if his
1: intentions were ever good.
0: Well, if he was... Yeah, no, he doesn't sound like they. They make him sound very evil for his intentions to ever be good. But like, I'm willing to withhold some level of like, you know, he just doesn't understand things, and like, he had such some like really bad past or something that made him this really bad person that we don't know about yet because we straight up don't know anything about. Him. I know we know
1: so little. It's like,
0: oh, I just yeah,
1: yeah. It is that weird thing of it's like we don't know that much more this time around than we did last time around like Mm -hmm. we because i think because these episodes are so spaced out and how they aired and were written and stuff the characters don't seem particularly consistent episode to episode or like i don't i don't really feel like despite this being suzu's like fifth episode
3: Mm -hmm.
1: i or fourth i guess i don't really understand who she is
0: yeah well, because it's been centrally around Matthew and Emily. Except they weren't in the last one. No, no, they weren't.
1: Like, that's that's the weird thing. And they had to, like, the whole last episode, which, once again, came out a year ago from this one, was all about, like, how they were scheming so that they could go to this, like, fair at the state capitol, which, like, they had to do.
0: yeah. Is that gonna matter? Uh I really hope it does. Because if it doesn't, I'm gonna be really bummed out. But like, like if it <laughs> I'm withholding judgment till the end. <laughs> if it doesn't, that or if it does matter, rather,
1: that means. Well, I mean, I guess they could do it in flashback form. Mm-hmm. But also, that would mean like that was at the time only like a week away. Yeah. So is this happening in the week in between?
0: Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm very intrigued to see how this much buildup is going to resolve itself. Because in the four nothing seems slightly connected. The only
1: through runner we have is like, there's a kid named Mori.
0: Who's really good at stuff and really likes to mess with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's it's. Is he just going to be like a prank bro? Is like that the point of this? No. No. They make him seem way too sinister in a way that is like like this episode makes me realize that, like, no, Maury is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. There is no ever Rodney. Had a child who was this evil before. <laughs> exactly. It's and that's why I'm saying, like, what the heck are they gonna do with this? Yeah. How how are they gonna pay this off? Right. Right. And maybe
1: maybe it'll be like an Erica Colburn thing or something where there's some force like yeah, but he has, he takes way too much delight in it. There's no one mm. above there pressuring him. Yeah. Like, ah, I I just, I don't, I don't get it. We, the, the thing where I was like, okay, his voice comes on and I'm like, okay, I, I I realize now that this has to be Maury. It doesn't super sound like him. No. And then he says the, oh, there's the girl detective I I know. Mm-hmm. You and your sidekick, you know, are gonna like get out of here. And
0: I'm like, all right, it's Maury. We get it. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, It, it th- that was the thing, where listening through it again made it so abundantly clear, one, how little we know about Mori, but also how very clearly that it's Mori, and this whole episode is kind of based around some sort of suspended reality, which is that they're going to run out of oxygen, which, like, I feel like when I was in middle school, I would have known that there's enough oxygen in a room yeah. to last for more than, but granted, okay. For me, yeah. I was told at a young age that there's, like, enough air in a tomb to last for, like, three days or something like that. <laughs> so, like, that made me realize that, like, oh, there's a ton of air around that you won't run out, like, wow. even if you're sealed off for a while. Right,
2: See, right. My... unless
1: they're sucking the air out of oh, the room, true. which is explicitly not happening.
2: Yes. So, my moment of that was on a show I loved and have gone back to watching only to realize that it it's terrible. But two of the characters got trapped in an airtight trunk oh. and were running out of oxygen, but were still able to like make it for quite a while, even though that's a very confined space. So it's like, no, a big room. They're very much fine. Yeah. yeah. What? Wait. What show? Your... A Natural History.
0: Ah, uh, donut. I, I still
2: love it so much. <laughs> <sighs>
1: <sighs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this episode. Um. Oh. I got so mad again and I had forgotten my rage at this line until Wit said into or until Suzu said her thing of like of like what what does this mysterious voice have to gain and yeah. wit says no the better question is what do Matthew and Emily have to lose
0: <laughs> yeah it still makes no sense well, no. I guess the thing that he's looking at it is like why would this person attack children and I said children. <gasps>
1: The, the question is, what are his motivations? Yes. It's not, why. what are these people going to lose as a result?
0: No, and what does he have to gain? No, <gasps>
1: It's definitely, what does he have to gain? I, uh, I hate it so much, and I had forgotten how much I hate it until I heard it, and I was like, oh my word.
0: Exactly. That's why it's, like, really tough to hear a really good wit that I really like, uh, and saying good things, just kind of walking around being this, like, moral figure. Like, I just think he's more poorly written i guess maybe i don't know yeah or he's written in such a way that i think his involvement in the show is different now than what it was and like i think that it fits to a new style of odyssey that like i just am not a part of like i didn't realize i thought that i was like the youngest generation that cared about odyssey <laughs> and then i started hanging out with kids that were like conservative and younger than me and they loved it And i was like oh my gosh people still care about this yeah you'd think like a radio show would have died out with the internet and we were
1: just like the tail on yeah exactly and no it it seems to be just as fervent an audience as ever
0: well yeah and and i think like props to them for like marketing it as such like as janky as the AIO club has been, they definitely got on the streaming service side, like, way before, like, network television and stuff like that when, you know, Fair like, enough. now everybody has to have a streaming service. Like, they've been doing it for a while. Maybe not well, but they've been doing it. Yeah. Um, so, like, props off to them. And, like, they're also very active and because of focus on the family's influence as far as other forms of ministry, it just, it's a very good it's a very safe audience. And as long as there are people like those, like their target demographic, they will have a show. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Witt's plan is if they shut down
1: the power, then the door will open,
3: mm-hmm. which
1: is weird Star Wars logic of like, <laughs> ah, if we shoot the lock, the door will do whatever it's not currently doing. Yep. <laughs> that is one of my least favorite tropes. That I mean, I think it's hilarious, but just like if you're if you're a person who watches Star Wars, if it's the door miserable. is closed and they shoot the lock, the door opens. If the door is open and they shoot the lock, the door closes. Every time, it just does what the protagonists need. Oh,
2: but don't forget, the door is closed. They shoot the lock. It is now locked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
1: so. Yeah. Yep. It's it's great. I love it. Um. So yeah that that felt that felt weird. And then Maury shuts down the power. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's cut off the power. But we still have video and sound to him. And the door is still closed. So, like, he did it. Or Wit was wrong before. Yeah, And, like, Wit gets the door, tries to get the door open with a battery, which would be adding power. Mm-hmm. But earlier he's like, well, if we just shut down the power, it'll open. Like, is Wit wrong? Yes.
0: Clearly. Oh, he's
1: got I didn't think that was allowed
0: mm, again why this episode makes so little sense but no it's okay I, I I we talked earlier about you know how much we used to you know dump on the show and, and and I do want to defend it for the things that I do like about it but yeah. this one's tough I gotta say this one is tough and it's made tougher by the fact that it has a ninety eight
1: percent on the wiki.
0: Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. Where it's like I think that I I think oh I think it
1: might be a better episode than the last one. Oh yeah, which yeah. I really didn't like. But otherwise, I have liked the rest of the saga better.
0: Uh actually, mm, now I'm like I, I. You weren't such a big fan of the mystery of the writer's ruse.
1: No, I wasn't. But I. Mr Secret of the Riders was maybe less convoluted than this episode.
0: Yeah. No, this is there's a lot more questions in this and that that's what we're talking about. Like that's what is this possibly building to? It
1: it, it would be different if these episodes were released in a tighter amount of time and they were building for a longer amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like all these episodes came out over the course of like a year and there are like 10 more episodes after this. I'd be like, sure. I, I'm, I'm down for whatever comes. But the yeah. fact that this, that this arc at this point has been going on for three years. They're five episodes in and they only have four more episodes. I'm like, how, how is this ever going to work? I don't understand. They've, they've made too many weird choices for it to come together into something that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and maybe the whole point is just to enjoy it for what it is and it's not that because I think that maybe that's just kind of the thing is that this character, there doesn't have to be a connection for it. Yeah. Because you think about if it is that Sherlock Holmes style, each thing is very individual and you have this character and you don't really know a whole lot about it until the very end and so maybe this is the, you know... The episode of Sherlock where he fake dies. Spoilers. Right. Big spoilers. Awesome. Wow, no, I've seen the whole show. No, no I know. For anybody yeah. who hasn't seen the show. It <laughs> well, it's they're it's really based behind. off of
1: really old source material. It's fine. Yeah, it's been
2: fair. out since the 1800s. You can spoil it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. Wow. <sighs> this episode. Um, oh. Uh, so yeah, the other thing that... The other big thing that comes from this episode is Matthew um, explaining... Mm-hmm. That like he's gonna leave the detective agency, which I think actually makes a little bit more sense
0: having followed the Rydell saga. That's than the it part did of before. the episode I like about it. Yeah, like, that's what I like. I, I don't think... care about the escape room part. I think the Emily dynamic is just yeah. The Emily
1: Matthew thing is good. So good. Like it makes sense that he's been growing out of this. They haven't been doing as many cases. They haven't been as fulfilling, and he's got other, you know, other other. Pans on the stove. What, what? What am I trying to say? Other something on the burner. He's got stuff on the. No, he's got stuff on the back burner. It's a different thing. I
0: don't know. He's got <laughs> too many pots on the stove. No, that's just too that's... many cooks in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like Matt's. Matt. Matthew's got other things going for him. Yeah. So like it. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't seem as insane that he is. That he is like you know
0: ditching out on this now well yeah it does oh sorry they're older right they're Mm -hmm. a good bit older yeah like you think how much you change between fifth and eighth grade (laughs) right like
2: yeah two different people (laughs) yeah
0: two different people it didn't it
1: didn't mess me up in the same way that it did the first time um and right the thing that is weird though is then him suggesting that she take on suzu
0: as a partner (laughs) yeah maybe that's a No. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, the whole thing is
1: like, and they reiterate it then. Like, the whole thing is that Matthew's supposed to have a crush on Suzu, but it doesn't feel like that thread's been carried very well. No, not at all. And then Emily has this, this, after he suggests that, Emily says, you're the one who thinks
0: she's hung the moon? No. Yeah. Is that a thing people say?
2: Never heard that before.
0: Hung the moon is probably some sort of like, local colloquialism that we don't know. Like, like, I I understand... Hung the Moon is, like, kind of, like, it makes you think of, like, okay, there's, like, they're really good. They're really powerful. Hung the Moon, kind of.
2: I was like, surely I just misheard this line. I'm just going to move forward. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's it's a
1: weird thing where it's, like, I I can infer what this means, but the fact that they are putting this into the mouth of a middle school girl... And I have never heard it as a phrase before. Yeah, and it's so. So I'm looking here at it on Wiktionary, um, which says that it's to attribute someone with excessive awe, reverence or infatuation. Which, like, yeah, I could get that from it. Um, but one of the first occurrences of it was in 1967.
2: I thought we oh. hated the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, this is this is the only good thing that came out of the 60s. It's not that old a saying in the grand scheme of things, but it's by no means like in the vernacular that she should be saying this. No,
0: yeah, like what? Where is that a grandma thing?
1: I don't know. It's it's an Odyssey writer thing, apparently. Yeah. Uh, And then right the the rest of this is to is they do the whole insane oxygen thing where like because they're you know screwing up or breaking rules or whatever they keep sucking oxygen away and they then comes to a point where maury gives them like one oxygen mask and it's like you have to you have to you know share and he's like you know like your scripture says you know lay down a life for one's friend and emily winds up taking the mask and it's this whole like dramatic thing and i'm just like it is Granted, this episode has a parental warning, but it is insane that this is where we're at. And we find out that this was all a ploy, but it is still insane that we have, like, a... One character sacrificing their life for another and their children? Yeah. Like, this worked when it was, like, Jack trying to sacrifice himself for Blackard. Yeah. It doesn't work when it's, like, two middle schoolers.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the kind of part where, like, I remember listening to it the first time and being like, no, there's no way. There's no way. And then, yeah, it's just, it's it's very un-Odyssey in a way that kind of shows its colors. Uh, When I think about what I like the most about the Rydell stuff, it's like all the school stuff has been really nice. And we haven't gotten school stuff in a while, and so I hope that there's more in store in that department because that especially that's why I'm really hoping it has to do with said retreat or convention (laughs) because if there's a bunch of school kids and all that. Oh. Yeah, no, that that is a
1: fair assessment is I have liked the episodes less and less the further they've gotten away from Odyssey
0: Middle School. Yeah, yeah, their their school dynamics are just like so much better than everything else. Not necessarily that everything else is bad, it's just like what do you compare it to? For me i just i've always been like that like yeah yeah so right and got characters and environments that you just love yeah
1: and then the voice is like yay emily you didn't live up to my expectations i thought you'd figure out the oxygen was a lie (laughs) but uh you know this is all okay because it made you guys feel good Mm -hmm. no need to thank me (laughs) yeah and it's like all right there's not not a fan right there's your the good in people yep (laughs)
0: I bring out the good in people. I saw.
1: such a sacri- self-sacrificial choice Emily. Surely that made you feel good. No need to thank
0: me. So many times he's gonna say good.
2: <laughs> we love fabricated childhood trauma. Mm, uh.
1: Yep. Yeah, can we get can we get an episode that's just them going through like PTSD after this adi- <laughs> After this incident, can like the next episode just be like a Matthew and Emily go to therapy episode? Please? That would be
0: so great. It's like, just like one of those interstitialers, but it's them as a, at therapy appointments.
1: Yeah, it's like it's one of my favorite things,
0: not to always relate things back to Young Justice, but here we go again.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite things that show does is they have an episode that is super traumatic. And the next episode is all of these young superheroes in therapy talking through
0: their feelings. Yep. And it There's is. an episode of Scrubs like that, and I yes. love it. So good. <laughs> so, so good. So good. I, I love, love it when pop culture acknowledges mental health in a positive way. Yes. Woo. Even if the mental health itself is negative.
2: Yeah, just go to therapy sometimes, guys. It's nice.
0: Very pro therapy here. Yep. Big, big fans. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. What else do you guys want to say about this episode?
0: Honestly, I think we've said too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You should have cut me off. No, it's okay. It, I, I just I was like, what? What was the new stuff that jumped out to me? And it was like, yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to tie this in to the greater plot. Exactly. Exactly. And it's hard because the ties are loose. Mm. These are not ties that bind. There it is.
2: <laughs> I, my mind went there. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. It's just it's completely insane. It <laughs> cuz it keeps just being insane. And yeah, it that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um moving cool. on here, w- what do you have for us next, Dylan? Well, I solicited
1: well, we
0: solicited
1: yeah, some questions <laughs> from you folks, the chalk squad.
0: Our and friends. uh <laughs> Yeah, some people we know in real
1: life. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So that's that's a classic, Michaela, yeah.
0: Do you want to be the question
2: asker? Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh,
0: this is an interesting this is dynamic. List of questions. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, feel free just to pick one out and ask it, and oh, my it. Gosh. Then oh. we'll go
0: for it.
2: This is this is. This old. is
0: interesting. Oh, I feel I like know. I'm on a game show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buzz
2: in. <laughs> Suddenly, I have to make decisions. I'll just start at the top of the list. Yeah, this is a bold move. Okay. <laughs> Will you ever review the Green Ring conspiracy? And who asked this question? From Noah. Uh. Probably. Probably. We've been. <laughs> I talking. mean, the
1: odds seem really good. So, like, the way we've been structuring this, especially recently, is like. Because we're doing such new episodes right now, the next ones we cover will be old episodes. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're trying to kind of bounce back and forth between different eras of Odyssey, kind of give different stuff to different people because we know, like, depending on who's listening like there's a lot of people who listen who don't actually keep up with odyssey so i was like this section is going to be like weird for them mm-hmm. um so then like i'd love to go back and do like some classic stuff we've got a couple different ideas we've been bouncing yeah, around. yeah yeah. well and because i that. think
0: that it, it's an accurate representation of like what we are interested in right and, and that's the fun thing about it is like yeah we have yeah. a very similar taste in odyssey <laughs> right
1: and like and like a course like i don't know green ring conspiracy unless like our show just ends Mm -hmm. seems inevitable Mm because it's like the only big arc that we haven't done at this point
0: well we've been talking about it since the beginning yeah like it's it's when we both
1: listened to the beginning of and i have no idea how it ends because they kept putting out episodes after i dropped off odyssey
0: oh they did Oh, that's right. There's Aftermath we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I completely forgot about that sort of covering that. So, like, we're gonna, we're, yeah.
1: The answer is, I mean, I can't imagine we won't. (laughs) All
2: right. Grace asked, what writer do you like most on Adventures in Odyssey?
0: Kathy Buchanan, probably.
1: I was gonna say, we've talked a lot about Hubler and a lot about Kathy Buchanan. I think those are, like, both really high for the two of us. I like
0: the two of us.
1: I like McCusker a lot as well in certain episodes. Yeah. In other ones, I'm like, hmm. But like, I think like the uh when appreciate... we were doing like Case of the Secret mm-hmm. Room and stuff, I was like, man, like McCusker's so good. Or um uh the uh other side of the glass. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this guy is on top of stuff. But
0: yeah. No, yeah, this is mm. I think yeah, Hoogler's really good. I like Lawler did Blackard, which is really good. And I yeah. think that like as much as you know, whatever mixed feelings you may have about uh, his stuff, I mean, I think that he's really good. And I really like like that's even the writers I don't like as much have written some of the most iconic episodes in my mind
1: yeah no that that's that's absolutely true and like yeah i think i think one of the reasons is like like kathy buchanan nathan hubler are both like big writers during like the era of the show one well, i think they, that i really like um and so like it made it made a little bit more sense and i like the the like kathy buchanan's we writes Connie better than anyone else. Yeah. Like, her Connie and Mitch stuff is really good, and it shows. And Every like, time. <laughs> and we are often disappointed by, you know, yeah. the writing yeah. of Connie.
0: Yeah. No, that's 100% accurate.
2: All right. Unique asked, why do you make the podcast, and what inspired you to create it?
1: I mean... I think we 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 talked about this a little bit maybe in the in the Blackard finale episode. Yeah. Um, that uh, th- a lot of the like I don't know like the the kind of ignition for this podcast to happen was an episode of Good Christian Fun about Adventures and Odyssey mm-hmm. um, where they covered the Love Is in the Air episodes and that really like pushed me into like actually making this a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 I mean. Like, I feel like that was what ignited
0: me to make this. What
1: what what did it for you,
0: Andrew? I have just always liked making podcasts. And so it was like coming to me with this podcast idea with like, it was just, I don't know. It worked out perfectly because it allowed me to do exactly what I was good at at the time. And it didn't force me to do anything more than i was good at at the time so it wasn't so demanding that i didn't have to like stop doing other things which historically is what happens is that like podcasting is a hobby for me because being a creator uh, and like making things is like a hobby it's not something that i do every day it's not something that i like prioritize in my life that mainly it's just like it's a fun thing that i can do and that i like that i do um but just kind of as a as a small part of who I am and so like this was just a really great environment for me and as it's gone on it's been really wonderful to kind of feel like I'm involved in an internet community like I grew up always wanting to be a YouTuber I always like wanted to do all that like I tried like I wanted to Wait know. wait is
1: there an Andrew Stable YouTube channel we don't know about No oh.
0: no is that a lie? No. <laughs> no, it's genuinely because I could never
1: figure out how to do it. <laughs> what was the other half of that question? I feel like...
2: It was just, why do you make it and what inspired this? Oh, I mean, yeah.
1: we make it because we enjoy making
2: it. Yeah, and
0: I've the, what I, that's what I was saying. was like, as it's gone on, I just like it more and more because I feel like I'm actually a part of something in a way that I've never been on the internet before and I've kind of always wanted to so yeah
1: yeah i think i think very much in the early days we made this for ourselves and as time's gone on we wouldn't make it if we didn't enjoy doing it yeah but it has there's i don't know i i felt a little bit more motivated outside of like this is a thing i want to do to be a thing of like this is a thing that like other people want me to do
0: Mm-hmm. So. well it's just it's gotten more fun yeah like There's just always new things and things are changing and, you know, we get an email from somebody else that we didn't expect to, you know, and, and it's really cool for me because I'm a people person. So like (laughs) meeting different people is nice.
2: Lynn asks, what is the best and worst thing Odyssey taught you?
0: I think that it told stories in a way that was really cool to me. Like, I think the premise of Odyssey itself was really great. Like, the best thing that Odyssey taught me... I don't know if it was a a moral from an episode or anything like that, but I look back at it and I'm like, man, I was really just a kid that was thinking about, like, the afterlife a lot because I just liked the show, you know? And, like, I would think about stuff like that all the time, and mostly because of this. And I think that that kind of changed who i became as a person um least favorite thing i learned (laughs) from the show was probably just uh kind of affirming biases that i was receiving from my parents and like you know just a really small example of that was like my parents when i was young thought that pokemon was satanic
2: i wasn't allowed to have anything yeah really yeah good either.
0: yeah and like that's I, me saying that like i'm sure that somebody else that's listening to this is like my parents too like because there was for some reason this like rumor just in the conservative church at the time that uh or like the evangelical church or the, that that ch- christian subculture that like anything that was anime was like of the devil because there are animes about weird stuff and it's just different and then they made it about evolution and like stuff doesn't evolve (laughs) and it's like no you just don't like it because you don't think that it's interesting and you don't want to spend money on a card game and misty has a crop top misty does have a crop top Yeah. And
1: that's caused many a Christian man to stumble.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's it's, Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, something
1: we learned positively and negatively through Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if it counts as, like, something that we I learned because of Odyssey, but, like, the greater impact of Odyssey on my life has, like, I don't think that... I think that Odyssey primed me so well to be a person who enjoys podcasts yeah oh yeah i think the reason that like i am that this even exists and that i make a podcast and also the reason that there are like so many odyssey podcasts Mm -hmm. is because like having kids grow up on an audio medium Mm -hmm. like then primes you for like like continuing to contribute to or consume stuff in that way. Yeah. Right, I think that's just like a way the show has impacted my life, I think for the better, like I like, oh, yeah. I like oh, yeah. the world of podcasts. And then like negative stuff, I don't I mean like there's it, it's 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 hard to like isolate something and be like this bad thing that I thought came from odyssey Mm -hmm, exactly but like it definitely like impacted my view of like dungeons and dragons It's like the the, the, like easiest like across the board like i can point to odyssey and be like that was the thing where i was like oh no these games are evil like eh.
0: well and the thing uh, and the thing that i guess i would kind of like to say is that as somebody that pushed like calls it for what it is now it didn't sit well with me the first time i heard it either mm, right. and in ways that i'm only now understanding as like an adult but like i think the parts about like modesty that's is the best policy that's still upsetting to me is what was unco- i was uncomfortable with about it as a child which is like why are you making such a big deal out of this mm. like there there's nothing about this like i understand you know where they're coming from but you know, it just seems like a whole lot of fuss about something that's not really that important to me. Even as a sixth grader who has been told that, like, this is something, eh, you know. Yeah,
2: like, it's just like honesty culture. We love mm, it. Yeah, <laughs> I made a whole list in my phone listening to that of things that have directly happened to me that I referenced <laughs> in that episode. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I went to a Mennonite school. Yeah. So a lot of that was very much drilled into me, both by the school yeah. and just by people around Because you had uniforms. No. No uniforms? I refused to go to a school with uniforms. I was at- I'm so <laughs>
0: proud of you. <laughs> and
2: I could not be controlled to that level. I was so against wearing skirts at the time. I mean, not that I like wear them a lot now, but when it came to just like covering your shoulders and everything, like I had a dress like for my school graduation that was not quite cap sleeve, so mm-hmm. it ended like right at the shoulder. And I was not allowed to wear it without a cardigan or wow. just, like, we, were, we were told like before every like school event, like all the stuff that girls had to go through while trying on dresses of like, we were even told like, Hey, when you're in the mirror, like jump and make sure it's not too distracting. <laughs> so <laughs> We were also always told like to expect it from guys. Yeah, and like told that we were expected that guys Just believe would never the worst did, about everybody do all the time. About the, yeah,
0: that everybody but, just wants to. Yeah,
2: it was super gross. than like, as a girl, how am I going to be friends with guys when like you're literally told, however much skin you're showing, a guy will always be thinking three inches further. Like that's still in my head. Like, what y'all got
0: mathematical with it? Yeah,
2: it was so. I much. have
0: never thought that mathematically about. A oh woman.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you (laughs) imagine
1: Uh, point of this like the like negative aspects of it what and whatnot are like it's hard to know how on a whole odyssey has shaped like the way i view things because Mm it is like hard to separate from my own identity Mm -hmm. and i like to think like no, it really hasn't had, like, that much of a lasting impact. But I'm also, like, I spent a lot of time with it. So there's probably stuff that I could attribute to Odyssey if I really, like, dug into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, yeah. For the most part, I don't have, like... there. I don't have feel like there's a lot of, like, stuff from my past that comes up and I think of with Odyssey negatively. I think there are Odyssey things, when I look at them... Like when I listen to them again now, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, but I don't solidifies. think I did anything with that
0: information as a child. I yeah, think I was exactly. just kind of like, and eh, whatever. It's yeah, it's solidified things that I were I was already told. Right, that's or, that would be the right. only thing. And if it, that and I if would
1: it was say. something that like like my household was pretty light on like a lot of spiritual warfare stuff that is heavier in Odyssey, mm-hmm. and I think I just like was like well, yeah, it's a fictional show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that, that it had that much of an effect in that way. I will say, like, there are passages of scripture or, like, verses and stuff that I know because of Odyssey and because, like, <laughs> yeah. I listened to oh them so gosh, much yeah. that I got them memorized. So, like, that's kind of a positive. No, yeah, um, when
0: they talk about, like, the, you know, storing up treasures in heaven, like... I think about memorizing the Bible in that respect and like for whatever nonsense and shenanigans are in it, there's definitely like just a being in that culture makes me just know the Bible better. Yeah. And like, I have better, more complex understandings of Bible stories than kids who didn't participate in this did. Um, and like, it allows you to empathize with characters better, uh, you know, depending on how they're written, but obviously, like, it's... Yeah, like...
1: Yeah. It gave me a lot of, like, just biblical knowledge of, like, even if, as we've talked about in episodes with Drew, stuff isn't, like, a perfect one-for-one good retelling of the story, but it's still, like, the broad strokes of a lot of those stories... Exactly. or so ingrained in me because of this show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there are several here from people asking about other guests, hosts, uh, either them or other members of the Chalk Squad. What are some thoughts on that? Possibilities. So
1: it's hard because it's like I'm not a hundred percent opposed to the idea. I think there's a circumstance in which it could work. Yeah, but guest episodes are really hard for Andrew and I. Like, yeah. I have so much fun with them, but there's a reason that we only do a handful a year Mm -hmm. because they are hard to plan for. They are so hard to schedule because week to week, Andrew and I struggle to get stuff on the schedule to make the, the episodes come out. Yeah. To get a, like to loop in another person and then, like, there's a level to when it's someone that, like... Like, we've... All of our guests have been someone that...
0: We already have existing relationships yeah,
1: with. Yeah. Like, sometimes me more than Andrew or Andrew more than me. But, like, regardless, like, we know this person. Yeah. Um. And so there's a little bit there where, like, I think it gives us the freedom to... If stuff gets weird and we have to shuffle stuff around or whatever, we... Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as bad because like we have a relationship with the person yeah whereas like if we're coordinating with someone we don't really know the pressure is more on us to like get it right Mm -hmm. and that's just like a tough thing like this show works for us because it can be a hobby and because it's loose and because for the most part it just involves me and andrew yeah and like we love I, I speak like I love doing guest episodes. those are some of my favorite episodes
0: yeah the like I said earlier they're the ones that I go back and listen to
1: <laughs> but it is but they are just they require so much additional effort mm-hmm. and then like the added thing of it being someone who we don't have a relationship from who would be be a remote recording, managing their sound quality just all of that stuff is. It's just enough of a barrier that I'm not like, oh, yeah, let me, like, get on it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it could never happen. And we're constantly experimenting with little ways of, like, trying to do that sort of thing. I think, like, over the past year, we've really been pushing, like, the voice memos in Anchor Mm -hmm. as, like, a way to loop people in and get, like, your voices onto the show. Because, like... We do value that this show is more than just me and Andrew. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the idea of recording a whole episode with someone remotely who we don't know outside of just, like, email and stuff is, like, a really intimidating
0: thought to me still at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also just, it's just not easy, I don't think, for anybody. It just requires a lot of effort. Like, I mean, goodness, like the audience says i'm in college and you work full time like it's not like right. this yeah, is it's something. A scheduling thing
1: has. but also just like the thing of like like a thing as we've referenced good christian fun earlier like a thing that that kevin t porter always says is 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 talking about like when he's having guests on that he doesn't know how it's like a first date mm-hmm. and so much of it is him trying to like manage that and make that a good thing and i'm like i that makes total sense to me and i don't know that i can or want to put myself out there in that way at this point
0: yeah oh yeah for sure um
1: yeah yeah um but as we just referenced anchor and being able to send in questions and talk about things in that way I'm gonna play a question for all of us to answer. Hey, this comes from Lee.
0: Hey.
1: First up to Dylan, how has your editing style changed over the years, specifically since the first Wide Chalk Pod? What tools have you learned, and what new uh, techniques have you used since then? I, yeah, th- th- this is this is a question that is basically just for me. So allow me to uh, d- d- go into that for a bit. Um, when we started out this show. We had one mic that we sat in the middle of us, put it in a... It was a a Blue Yeti, so it had an option for, like, interview mode. Yeah. We set that in the middle of a table, put it in that mode, didn't have any sort of pop filters or anything like that on it. Andrew and I just sat there, and we talked to the mic, Mm -hmm. and that got recorded onto a Windows computer. Yep. Uh, It was rough and yeah after that first one i was like okay what can i do to like make this better Mm -hmm. and so like we switched to we switched and got a pop we actually we ran two pop filters on that one on that one microphone for a long time yeah um and then at a certain point andrew got a microphone we we could start doing two and then well no so
0: we started we started recording what in august yeah so in december that year i got a yeti yep so, so then, it, we had the show had been out for about 3 months. Yeah. Um, when I got my Yeti and then um, Dylan's brother also got a Yeti, which made it even easier cuz I didn't have to bring my mic every time. Yep. Uh, yeah. to record. So we we kind of co-opted
1: that from him. I think I think the the Nathan first episode with Nathan, that that Christmas mm-hmm. special we did um, had we we used two microphones to record three people which was just like was really weird and like so the other thing we were recording on windows but windows doesn't have good two mic support like multiple microphone support yeah so we were using like this weird software to kind of like be able to do that but then that ended up creating a couple files The first two under the influence episodes, Mm. where like our audio is echoey Mm. like crazy, (laughs) and actually uh, pull behind the curtain, it's actually like we've recorded like five episodes like that because we were getting so good at getting ahead and banking episodes, yeah, that I hadn't started editing them, yeah, and then I realized, oh shoot, we got to go back and re-record, yeah. So I think over the course of the show, we've re-recorded like. I don't know, maybe like five episodes total. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So that, uh, I would say, we've gone, at least on the tech end of things, like that first, the first six months, we really got to a place after that where we were kind of like pretty well set.
0: Yeah. And What about like uh, like style-wise?
1: So style-wise with editing, I do a lot of, I think early on I was, I was really paranoid about like how it was going to sound and cutting out like every filler I could and, and that stuff. Um, and so, right. So then now, nowadays I'm a little bit more relaxed about it. Um, but I still, yeah, I don't know. I, it's a lot more cutting out anecdotes than cutting out noises and sounds, though I do try and do both. But I think my, I think as you and I have gotten more used to talking on mic too, I've been able to edit less.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And like, so the difference between the first setup and the second setup was we now both have like our own audio in our ears, which is oh, so yeah, nice. that's true. Like that was yeah. a big deal. That was a big step up because now we're... Hearing a little bit better of the product that we're putting out as we're recording it, yep, which is really nice. Yeah, uh, live monitoring. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's been it's been great for that. So, uh, um, I think Lee's got a question for you then as well, Andrew. Oh, dear. Question number two for Andrew: How do you have such a devilishly attractive voice? <laughs> uh, I do I? Because I I hate my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I perpetually. Despise my voice like when I hear it in audio, it's like wow, I hate how I said that. I hate that. And like growing up, I kind of felt like because I, one, I don't sing, and two, like how do people just like the sound of my voice? And then I dated somebody who was really into the sound of my voice, and I was like, hmm, well, maybe some people do. And then when we did the podcast, other people said, I was like, why? (laughs) Because it doesn't connect. Uh, smoking i smoked <laughs> a lot as a child <laughs> <laughs> We're pulling behind the curtain you want to know how uh my lungs aren't what they used to be <laughs> oh oh, well lee just don't do what i did do it a better way <laughs> Uh, and then
1: i think I think there 's one more question from him for for the both of us, epic and three for both of you, are there any episodes that you look back on that you reviewed in the past that your opinion has changed since then, and you now wish you had reviewed differently or not or or whatever um yeah, I liked sacrificial escape more before yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean to be directly like that yeah uh def definitely. I, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the the whole point of the of the show is that the the opinions are kind of always complexly changing and like evolving, um, because for so many of them it's not the first time we've listened to them either. Yeah. So like, I think yeah. that there have been times where they're especially we talked about it in older episodes where we were more critical, and uh, that's like I see how that yeah like there's. A, it, It was justified in the moment, but it's still a little negative, more negative than I would care to be, and, like, I would say now, you know, now I kind of swing on the side where I'm a little bit more too kind, and and Dylan has to keep me edgy, (laughs) but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's any that I look back on and go, oh, like, I firmly disagree with the stance I took in that episode, but I also... Don't re-listen to episodes. Yeah. So I'm sure there's stuff I would re-listen to and cringe at the points I was making. Oh, yeah. But
0: like... I would argue all of it, but that's because yeah. I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> As established. <laughs> um,
1: M- M- Michaela, do, do you have one more question for us?
2: Yes. Uh, from Odyssey Moments, have you tried a Fam chalk sod?
0: No. I have not either. So is that a chocolate malt soda? So it is... Because a- I've had
1: those. It's a like, I, it seems like club soda, chocolate syrup, maybe some ice cream mm-hmm. or something. There, I've seen recipes for them. I think there isn't like an official focus recipe. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to pitch the idea that maybe we do a bonus sometime where we the two them. of us do like a cooking show oh, in audio oh, form please. and make ourselves Wad Fam sods, and then talk about how they taste mm-hmm. and maybe even do a couple more listener questions then seeing as we're not going to
0: get to all of them now. Yeah, no, for sure. I love the idea of that. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. And yeah, we're going to do like lapel mics or something. Like, is this going to be like, I, like I don't know. We'll, we'll have
1: to, we'll have to game it, we'll out, it out. We'll Figure it out. We'll Figure it out. I am. I am open to that as an idea it. for yeah. the future.
0: I've had chocolate malts. If that's what, a, if that's what a chocolate soda is, which is just soda water and like heavy cream. I'm pretty sure and chocolate syrup, um, and then like whipped cream. Yeah,
1: I think that's probably pretty close to what it is. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to play around with that. Um, so I don't know. Look for that in the feeds. That might that might happen at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah. But firmly no. <laughs> <Never>.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. Two two other things. <laughs> okay. I know we have been recording for so long, and I'm sorry for holding you guys hostage. It's two other things we gotta hit on before we go out no, okay. here. Two, just because it's the hundredth episode, and I want to establish this. So we've talked about this entire episode that this is the hundredth episode. It is in fact our hundred and second review, and it is our hundred and first episode being covered because we already covered this one. Because we did not include the Christmas episodes are both considered bonuses. Yes. I'm stating it now. For the good of the order, that going forward, we will not be Shake calling whatever episodes we do for Christmas bonuses. It made sense that first year, we did it the second year for consistency. I'm killing it. Yeah. If we recover if we cover a whole episode of the show, it is going to be a numbered episode. I don't care. And that is what I am doing. Cool. This is the way. This um, is the way. This is the way. <laughs> um The other thing with that is. I am going to be going back through, probably while I edit this episode, and d- doing some tweaks to the nonsense numbering of all of the of all of the episodes, so for people who, who listen, those Christmas episodes are still going to say bonus, but I am getting rid of the season numbers, because they drive me up a wall. It was one of the worst choices I made, and I just want to establish <laughs> for everyone else that... Starting probably when this episode is live, there are no more season numbers. We are a one season show. <laughs> that is that. I am so tired of being like So we just started a new season like five episodes ago, but now we're covering something different. Should I make it a new season or keep the same one? I don't know what to who cares? No season numbers. There's no reason this show needs to be seasoned.
0: <laughs> I like seasoning. Dang it! <laughs> that <It's> was <laughs> low hanging fruit.
2: Final question what are your favorite seasonings? Go.
0: <laughs> Taco. Rosemary, basil, uh, hot sauce from Taco Bell.
1: <sighs> <sighs> so that's that. And then the last thing big announcement.
0: Can I get the drum roll?
1: Uh, I, I will digitally insert a drum roll. <laughs>
0: yeah! <laughs>
1: With Andrew screaming over top. We've got an actual merch store now, folks. Yay!
0: <laughs> I don't know if anybody asked for it, but it does exist. Have You've asked for it. P- yes,
1: I have. <laughs> we have in the past sold shirts and other merch through my personal TeePublic store because I already had it set up and I just had stupid one off ideas and decided to throw them up and we haven't really talked about it on the show. So going forward, we have an actual merch store. It is tpublic.com slash user slash (laughs) wadfamchockpod. So we're going to have that store um, where you can go. There will be a bunch of different designs, some returning from before, and a bunch of new ones that I've been working on, and maybe other people have been working on. We'll get to that (laughs) in a moment. Um, Related to our show, related to Odyssey, that i think are fun my personal favorite um we have a los perros frescos tour <laughs> shirt now available with uh, a design on the front this is los perros frescos and a back which has a bunch of towns in odyssey as tour dates well yeah. in the cool. world of odyssey as tour dates and it makes me really happy so that one, go, go buy that. The other thing I want to point out, which I don't think we've really pointed out when we've talked about merch in the past because we've only ever done it in passing, is this is not just like, hey, you can go get this on a shirt. This stuff is available on, depending on the design, on notebooks and stickers and tote bags and pillows. We had a pillow ordered. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> and also uh, my personal favorite, Pins. What? Yeah. You can get, get.
0: enamel pins? Not
1: Not enamel pins, but like button pins. Nice. Yeah. With the different designs on them available in small and large sizes. They are so cool. I might be placing an order for a bunch. <laughs> we'll see what happens. The other thing is, if you are listening to this, in the first two days when it goes out, there is there is currently a discount on all items in the store. Hey, so get them now when they're cheaper. We get a smaller cut, but I don't care because it's more exciting to see you guys having them on your bodies. Yeah, <laughs> so send in pictures you don't have I don't need like faces or whatever but like we'd love to see if you got like you know a backpack with a couple pins on it or you know this is the pillow sitting on my couch whatever like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's a cool way of us to connect with you I may have mentioned that I did not design all the shirts uh Michaela would you like to talk a little bit about that
2: yeah um well I happened to be in school for graphic design and I enjoy designing stuff. So I've been working on several different designs for the Wad Fam Chalk Squad. Uh, I am very excited to have them all out, some per request, some that I came up with a little bit myself. Uh, yeah, it's very fun, very exciting. Currently finishing, sending Dylan all the finishing touches on them, and it'll nice. be ready to go out on different forms. Um, maybe I'll do other stuff in the future too, we'll see. That's so Keep exciting. Up with the memes, but yeah.
1: We love
2: Uh, it. Yeah. Very excited to be a part of this.
1: I know. I'm so excited (laughs) to have someone who can actually do it who's not me. Um, All of the ones that are designed by Michaela will say that in the description of the thing. Oh, Um, awesome. Another place where you
0: can find the correct spelling of her name.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So you can see which ones she did. And the other ones are unfortunately done by me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I've seen some of them and I think that they look great. I love it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm excited. The, the thing that I like about this merch, as somebody who is very open about his fashion consciousness, is they're shirts that I would wear regardless if I liked Odyssey or not, and that's what I think is good about them. Like, it's it's a good shirt that looks good, and also it's a cool joke that nobody that doesn't watch listen to the podcast will understand, and nobody who doesn't listen to the podcast will think twice about. There
1: you go. It's, it, they're... Yeah, I'm 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 pretty proud of them. I I like having them there. And yeah, uh it's uh it's a the uh, yeah, it's an option for you guys to support us. Mm-hmm. Um but also like get them because they're cool shirts.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's my biggest selling point. You can I want like obviously I yeah, I just think it'd be really cool for yeah, it's very strange that I'm proud of the design. I was, I've was i been very <laughs> skeptical for a long time. We've talked about merch and stuff like that and being like, oh, man, there's so many cheesy podcast shirts where it's like, well, that's whatever. But then, like, once these actually came through, I was really surprised with how much I liked them. And I was like, oh, all right. And because I've I've gotten shirts from TeePublic before, they're really nice. Man. Like, TeePublic does such a good job. Their site is so clean, and they do discounts all the time. So it's like... It's way better than, I've used Nerdfighteria, I've do, used other places that just for creators, stores, TeePublic and Redbubble are mm. the creme de la creme. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I'm really happy about all that.
0: Uh, I guess, Michaela, do you have anything
1: you'd like to plug?
2: Uh, I guess you could follow my personal Instagram, which is Michaela. At some point, I will be making pages for my art, as I guess that's something I have to do. And yeah! be comfortable with uh, people seeing what I'm doing if I'm going to attempt to make a career out of that. So, I'll make Dylan update stuff and plug that uh, whenever I end up making it. Absolutely. Yeah, I pretty much just occasionally use my Instagram. I don't do much else, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, awesome. Follow me there. Well, there'll be links in the description, Dylan. Absolutely. As Andrew. always, faithfully.
1: Ma- <laughs> we, will, we will make sure to put links in the description. And Spotify finally supports links in podcast descriptions. I that. So, wow. If you're one of the like 30% of our listeners who listen on Spotify, you can now actually take advantage <laughs> of the links. Have Yay. fun with that. So, we it's will like be back.
0: Christmas. We needed this.
1: So, we will be back in a week to talk about episode 885 Further from the Truth. It's going to be an episode. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lititz Podcast Co op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at
0: wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. A Sacrificial Escape was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guest Michaela Moller. It was edited
1: by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, thanking you for joining us for 100
3: episodes of the Fam Chalkfire.